0: Inside Fashion Marketing, the podcast that gives you the tools you need to build your brand, grow your business, and connect to customers on Zalando. Snackable inspiration for fashion, beauty, and lifestyle brands. By Zalando Marketing Services, Zalando's 360-degree marketing unit.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome, dear listeners. Glad to have you on the show. I'm Andreas Antrup, and I'm Managing Director of Zalando Marketing Services. Helping to connect fashion, lifestyle, and beauty brands and retailers with consumers all over Europe. Without much further ado, let's introduce today's topic where we'll be discussing how brands are rethinking customer connection in a world impacted by coronavirus and digitization and what we predict the future holds for digital marketing. Here to talk trends, changes, and strategies with me is Diana Bert, VP Sales and Marketing at ZMS. She's been helping brands come up with innovative ways to reach the right customers and rethinking what it means. To connect and engage in socially distanced and unpredictable times. But before we dive into it, Jana, let me ask what's been keeping you going during these lockdowns? You know, work from home, you know, homeschooling, all these things.
0: Yes, thanks, Andreas. Very good question. Keep moving has been very important for me, either thanks to my new app or simply going for a walk at lunchtime. But also during lockdown, I actually started music class together with my kids. I'm learning to play the guitar with my son and my daughter. Um, started piano it allowed us really to change scenery once a week grow in a new area and have good quality time together
1: yeah i have to say that sounds amazing i have to say uh, for myself all i did was do some sports in the morning with my oldest but uh, that alone felt like wow this is this is now my my anchor point to get the day started yeah but it's, it's the new things we discover all of us so well Diana, let's get started. And um, if you think back to last year, the coronavirus pandemic really started setting in seriously in terms of restrictions, I believe it was in March last year. And can you help us remember what the general sentiment was back then in March amongst the brand partners and how that changed over time?
0: Well, I can be sure that I will never forget this time. So if we look back March 2020, overall the first sentiment was fear and a certain concern of our brand partners to keep their employees safe. And of course that was happening, you know, within the the company, but what also they were very concerned about was how they were perceived by consumers. They were really worried to do the wrong thing, being perceived careless. uh, And we had some partners really stopping everything on their marketing activities. From our side, we took also a fair amount of time actually to advise them in terms of what's the right tone of voice, what's the right creative language towards the situation. Then I also remember that number one priority and sentiment around our partners was to keep business going. And while the majority of stores were closed, this also meant for most of our partners to really shift their focus heavily uh, in terms of performance-driven marketing activities to drive and generate immediate ROI. But I also recall at that time, certain partners actually taking a totally different approach and very strongly based on insight connecting to their customers. Now, I think if we also look back to end of last year, I think the, the sentiment shifted a little bit towards the urgency to drive digital transformation across their organization. And now, as the stores tend to uh, reopen and measures relax, I think the teams uh, really focus on installing their organization uh, into this full digital transformation.
1: It's indeed been a 15-month of rollercoaster in terms of, you know, learning, outlook, And adapting. And I wonder, you know, now with reopening measures being enacted across Europe, and I think we are at around 60 shots administered per 100 people in Western Europe. How would you say this will um, affect the marketing strategies of brands?
0: Yeah, that's also a good question. I mean, you mentioned the data to predict also how we consider the reopenings of stores and vaccination across Europe to be influencing the fashion industry. To a certain extent, we can also consider uh, fashion marketing to, to be, to a certain extent, predictable. One thing I see here to stay is the connection to customers and the connection to customers, in particular, to digital This really is uh, showing no signs of uh, slowing down. Brands will need to consider innovative ways to create high-quality digital interaction with their customers. This was also outlined in a recent McKinsey survey. I also believe that brands will have to continue to adjust their marketing strategies to be data insights and digital-led to really remain uh, meaningful to their consumers alongside their whole customer journey, online but also offline. Lastly, what I imagine for, for the future of marketing, so to say, is the a different role of the media channel mix. The strategies will be elaborated clearly with the mobile first mindset and all of that still to have the ambition to create that seamless connected consumer experience.
1: Very interesting Diana, I have to say, this all sounds like, a, you know, a permanent change. It's not a transient phase we have been going through, but rather shifts in how advertising works in online fashion, lifestyle, beauty. Can you expand a bit more on what kind of change that is permanent?
0: Yeah, it, it certainly did impact the, the fashion, lifestyle, beauty industry for sure, as it did impact uh, our lives uh, forever. I mean, if we consider ways of working today or social interaction, the way we travel, I think this um, is a permanent change. And in general, for, for brands, um, what uh, is here to stay is uh, this um, awareness of really understanding what drives their their customers, uh, what really matters, so to say, for them. Um, as I said, one of the most important shift uh, of the industry for me uh, really revolves around this value-led marketing with sustainability, diversity and inclusivity really at the core of what customers expect. And and this change is clearly accelerated and, and really profoundly um. um imprinted in the consumer's mindset and will be here to stay. Uh, So brands will not only need to role model in this area, but also be driving change.
1: I find this this value-led marketing concept to be increasingly pervasive and demanded, essentially, by the consumer. It seems to be very much accelerated, as you say, by this pandemic. Would it be fair to say it's one of the examples that, um, that make a marketing strategy in a sense, you know, disaster-proof, pandemic-proof. I'm just thinking, you know, there's there's voices now that say this is not the last time we get through a pandemic. And, uh, you know, there may be harder ones ahead of us. And if you want to set up your brand well for such things, would this be one of the topics that you should focus on?
0: Certainly. Uh, I hope we won't have to go through this soon again, uh, but uh, definitely uh, to, to keep um, valued driven, um, listening to data, understanding the customer, being agile would definitely be um, winning strategies in whatever crisis situation would arise.
1: I also wonder, I mean, you mentioned agile, and um, with Corona, you know, as an industry, we had to adapt to much faster decision cycles and and also much shorter lead times. Just recalling, you know, all the change we went through uh, was a much faster pace and much faster adaptation than we had in the past. I also remember reading an HBR article, it was around two years ago, that uh, that talked about the faster marketing cycles in China. You know, instead of six months, it would be six weeks, this kind of thing. And I wonder, could this also be one of the longer lasting effects of the pandemic, meaning that we're moving into a faster-cycled marketing operations, so to speak, in Europe?
0: I mean, marketing is always been inspired also what's happening in China. Um, But I think clearly now these faster um, cycles are are really also how we would uh, plan marketing moving forward. Long planning marketing cycles are also something um, of of the past. Uh, One of the learning of the crisis is for brands to remain agile. And and as part of it, speed is certainly uh, one of the major aspects of it. In, in terms of marketing, this translates into shorter budget planning cycles or faster content creation, but also different channel mix that also allow for, for shorter lead times, such as uh, influencer led production type or e retail media, for instance. Um, it also means uh, agile system processes and fast decision making internally for our partners.
1: You know, I would count this as a positive effect, so to speak, in terms of how we operate as an industry. Um, Would you say there are more such, if I may put it this way, silver linings coming out of the past 15 months?
0: I think in general, um, brands seem to be more open-minded. And in particular, uh, around that uh, ability to adapt their campaigns or strategies uh, but also listen to, to really what their customer wants and, and try to adapt to what they um, really uh, see is important for them and not the other way around as um, maybe was the case before.
1: You're saying, you know, li- listening to customers more than than talking to. Um, so it's a more, more B-directional rather than broadcasting. Um, how does that manifest? Can you give us a, an example of two, or two?
0: Yes, uh, I, I think probably to manifest with um, the herd of uh, social media platforms, for instance. Um, so, so really to, to have the pulse on, on what uh, our customers are demanding or also rapid shift from online shopping to uh, consumption of, uh, of content across multiple uh, touch points.
1: Shall we we perhaps um, look at a couple of um, implications on how campaigns are done? In more general terms, uh, Diana, what were changes that you observed in terms of how our partners have approached campaigning?
0: Yeah, I mean, we had some of our partners which um, are what I would call early adopters. They were really quick to react, um, you know, decisive in in changing their their strategies and and creating new campaigns with us um, but as i said before we also had uh, partners on the other end of the spectrum that that were really uh, pausing everything um so it it wasn't like anymore like uh, you know shooting one campaign after the other uh but rather um you know, embracing what the consumer were expecting and and really go after it. Um, some brands were also uh, tending to be more hesitant with their uh, messages, uh, messages. Uh, but in the in the end, it all turned out uh, very well once you really listen to to uh, and adapt to
1: customers. That sounds fair. That sounds fair. Could you also give us an example or two um, that you thought? You know, these are standout campaigns with uh, impressive performance in such difficult conditions.
0: Yes, well, I can mention the the first one that comes to my mind is uh, this Nike Play Insight. Um, they were extremely decisive. One of the first insights we could read from data was how people tended to to turn to sports um, uh, to to go through this pandemic. And with this campaign, really, um, the brand partner could really connect to and and engage uh, to the audience in in such a decisive moment for them. And I also recall another very um, interesting uh, campaign, which kind of um, summarized all the challenges that uh, we were facing, how to produce content in this uh, distancing way. And and in particular for fashion brands, um, the runway is such a, important moment. So G-Star actually um, created a, a first virtual runway show, really collecting imagery, videos, content from all across different countries with 25 models. And in the end, uh, it really was the first virtual runway.
1: Amazing. I have to say, uh, I, I love these examples They make it so tangible. So um, let me play a wild card here. Would you have a third one for us?
0: A third one. Uh, yes. Let me think about it. Um, I think another good example is uh, what we did with uh, with Converse. I think during that campaign, Converse actually asked a community, uh, their community, to share how they were facing um, this lockdown challenge and and how creative. Um, They could be while staying at home. So they they did that campaign across uh, several social channels. Um, And and that, I think, was also a very, very nice uh, case of, at the same time, engagement with customers, but also understanding the the main sentiment that was driving the the customer at the time.
1: Well, I'm afraid we only have a few minutes left. So um, let's try to wrap up. And Diana, what would you say are your top takeaways? For brands. So what would be the winning moves you've seen and um, how can we apply this as a blueprint for volatile times?
0: I would say overall optimism in the messages and and campaigns. As said before, um, don't be afraid to be bold. Um, Early adopters really had a great uh, standing with their customers, the first mover so to say. Listening to data and really understand your customers um I think that's also what um, has forced brand to to really listen carefully to to what the the customers had to say and also wanted to see from them and lastly to to be agile keep you know a constant eye on what's going on with with the target audience really meet their demands be fast um plan with agile marketing planning so to say
1: yeah as always it's been a pleasure thank you so much for chatting with me today through this and and sharing your your expertise your experience and um, if i may say your wisdom on this topic and also a huge thank you to our listeners for tuning in and uh, we sincerely hope you've been helped to inspire your strategy We've dropped some helpful links also in the show notes below, so you can dive a little deeper, if you wish. Thanks for the time. And if you like the episode, make sure to subscribe. We'll have more insights and actionable recommendations for you in just two weeks' time. So, till then. Cheers.